Dishing up tasty morsels of tarot wisdom. Oracle Soup with your host, Katrina Wynn and Gina Thies, two saucy sisters, broadcasting from the magnificent Oregon coast and from deep in the heart of Texas. And inviting your questions about tarot, oracles, counseling skills, reading advice, and more. On Facebook, like our Oracle Soup page and share your wisdom. Soup is hot and it's ready to be served. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Oracle Soup. And I'm Katrina out here in the woods on the Oregon coast. And I'm so excited to be with my sister, Gina Gina Peace, coming from the North Texas area, which is (laughs) considered the country, believe it or not. Yeah. Not quite the panhandle. <laughs> kind of northeast area, yeah. Yeah. She's a northeasterner a sub- for Texas. It's 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 yeah, it's suburbia, so there you go. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, Gina and I thought it would be really fabulous to give our listeners a taste, a sample of some of the delightful things we're going to be sharing with our wonderful friends at the upcoming Newts, the Northwest Tarot Symposium, which is in the Portland, Oregon area, which I, of course, am so excited to be involved with. And Gina and I have both been there, and this will be our third year. Yay! And I ha- Yay! Come yes. to the beautiful Northwest. And uh, Gina is uh, so delightful. She and Mary Green and Janie Block are all going to be on a panel that I am facilitating and the topic is intuitive development like intuitive skills and that's something of course as readers we can all benefit from right Gina oh well you know as you you cannot if you decide to pursue uh, these interests you cannot help but come across or figure out a way that you are developing your psychic faculties um so it kind of goes hand in hand now how you use those the depth of your development and what you choose to do runs the gamut of you know as many people that uh, get involved in it so it just depends on what you're what you fancy right (laughs) and the beautiful thing about having these panels at the northwest tarot symposium which by the way ours is going to be on friday afternoon it's a three-day event so definitely come on friday but we're going to have Three, and if I include myself, four unique perspectives on this topic. Very experienced people, each with their own strengths and their own background, and you just don't want to miss it. The whole event is fabulous. Um, But for now, I know Gina and I also want to share with you our featured card. That's right. For this episode, we are choosing the magician. The Great Magician. It's <laughs> it's a favorite card. People get so excited when the magician shows up, I, for the most part, I, I think. It I think it's a card of excitement. <laughs> you know, they, it, it, it just, there's an, there's an energy to it, right? <laughs> Pure energy. <laughs> there's an energy, something about it. Very directed though, energy. <laughs> even though you don't know what to do with this energy all the time, right? 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, that is the challenge. I have so enjoyed doing, uh, uh, looking at insights and finding insights around the magician card because it's, it's, you know, the magician itself that conjures up something, you know, that conjures up all kinds of things, you know, a, a mystical person, a person that does tricks or pulls rabbits out of hats. Um, and although, you know, in tarot, we will explain to you very quickly, that's not what it's about. You know, they don't want to have the association, but it is about being, you know, the, the conjurer. Some people even t- call their magicians uh, different things uh, in the deck. But one of the things I always like, uh, my association for the magician is that you do are a direct channel uh, for your higher source or if that's god for you or if that's the sun for you or if that's you know whatever deity for you that's about the the magician represents the connection that you have with that source beautiful beautiful and for those of you who are relatively new to tarot when we're looking at the magician card that's one of our major arcana cards it's roman numeral one i don't key, think of a deck that you won't show up as uh, key at least modern decks Key number one is, is key typically number one. what it's numbered. Absolutely. Yes. And when I think of the magician, especially as a beginner, one of the easiest things to do is to start associating at least one keyword with each card. And for me, the keyword is manifestation. To me, the magician is a manifester through magic. And by doing that, I tell a lot of my beginning students, think of it as a laser beam. Imagine you know, like the witch's motto, what you put out is going to come back three times. And so make sure it's guided by higher wisdom because it is a loaded gun, or in this case, a laser gun. And wherever you point it, things are going to change. So you need to be very, very clear on what your willpower is and to be very, very focused. Think of it very phallic, like the one pure yang energy. Because just like Gina was saying, you're drawing down that energy from the divine, wherever that is for you, but then you're pointing it and it is changing things and so to do that with intention and not by accident and we were even talking earlier about another topic where things happen by accident with things that are very phallic and why not do things intentionally and know when you want to impregnate that idea or impregnate that new beginning and that new life these conversations do come full circle if people would get have our you know whole conversation (laughs) not the just you can really see how it is, as Wald would say, conversational magic. And so we've come full circle with this card yes, <laughs> about the phallic yes. and talking about intentionally doing things, but will. Willpower, will. Those are very great keywords in terms of, you know, honing in into what the magician is about. Yes. Uh, so there's a flip side to the magician as well as it being another thing that we talked about. The energy is always tricky. You know, it's not it's not what you think it's going to be, which is why you have to be very, very careful with energy, right? And you want to cultivate that skill and you have your four tools on your table, right? Which do are the icons that represent the four suits. Typically the sword, the cup, the club, right? And the pentacle, depending on what deck you have. And so that's partly what we want to talk about today in Oracle Mm -hmm. Soup, right? Yes, we're going to be talking about the tools, but in a sense of what what your tools are, what your um, senses and, and, and how you 
perceive. So their perception and what those are for you and to you and, and how to go about, I think we might speak a little bit about how you go about actually finding out what those things are. Great. Well, we invite you to stay with us and have a very exciting and enriching Oracle Soup conversation with us. Thanks for tuning in to Oracle Soup. Pull up a chair and join Gina and Katrina for a bowl of warm and nourishing conversation. Coming up next. Howdy, folks. And we are going to be talking about channels of perceptions this episode. So get all cozy and get you a cup of tea and settle on in because I think we have a, as usual, have a lot to say uh, about the topics that we uh, come across. And in terms of channels of perception, I loved when we were planning uh, that you came up with those that little phrase. It's like, oh, that's a perfect that's a perfect topic uh, but for us as uh, oracles it's it's about um, and you may have something different but there's 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 a couple of things this is about your um, I call them your faculties your psychic faculties or your intuitive faculties or um, just how you perceive what in, in terms of the information that's coming from the tools that you're using because believe it or not I don't think that we all get the information the same way right uh and so how do you find out what's going on even though you may be looking visually at a picture or looking at a chart you're there's something else that kicks in you could get um a a feeling in your gut you know literally in your body there's a tingling sensation you could hear words or music right you could smell something that's another thing related or you could see it as if you are remembering in a visual right so there's there's different faculties or areas of perception that help us perform the duties of reading right Yes, in fact, for me, um, way back, oh my goodness, many, many, many years ago, when I started my formal studies in psychology, one of the first things I did learn about is psychological channels of perception. And psychological channels of perception for me naturally gravitated into my work with Tarot. Because where we think of our channels perception psychologically as how we receive information from the outside world. In the, in the Tarot or the Oracle world, it's how our inner channels are recognized, perceived, and even blended. So I'm going to go back to the psychological explanation for a moment and then kind of start tying it in with the, the psychic. So in the channels of perception, and by the way, some of this theory comes from NLP, which is called neurolinguistic programming. And um, what they were trying to do is take an art, because psychology is an art, not necessarily a science, and they're trying to make it more scientific, repeatable, and um, observable. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you have these channels and you see a person who has a strength in one channel and maybe not so strong in another channel, then you can interact with them and interface with them and match their channel, which is actually a a really good skill for us readers as well. So let's name those four basic channels. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be visual, Mm -hmm. meaning seeing things. So either you see things on the outside and you you use language that says, oh, I see what you're saying. (laughs) You do, right. We literally put it into our language. We do. 
but if we put it into the psychological language, that ends up being inner sight, which is clairvoyance, what we actually see internally. And then the next channel would be audio, meaning speaking and hearing. And and also what's interesting is when you also look at things like dreaming, I, I talk about this a lot in my dreaming classes, dreaming also shows up in these channels. We have an assumption that dreams are always visual, and so people who don't have visual dreams are assuming they're not dreaming. But the truth of the matter is, is no, these four channels are also in our dreaming life. So even if you don't get a picture of a dream, you could wake up or you could be hearing something in the dream. Maybe you don't see something, but you hear voices. So then that brings me to the next two channels. And so, oh, so if you're a psychic channel and you're hearing things, what do we call that? There's, it comes up in a variety of ways, but you're clear audience. Mm-hmm. Or you could even be a psychic channel that hears voices coming through. All right. So then the third one would be, and I know this word is used a little different in different parts of uh, psychology and, and language, but we call it proprioception. And the reason we call it proprioception is we're talking about being able to sense things. It's not to be confused with feelings. Feelings would be more like emotions. But sensation are things like heat and cold and uh, and the fact that your skin senses something. Right. And then the fourth one is movement, kinesthetics. And... Uh, interestingly enough, usually movement and sensation, kinesthetic and proprioception are a combined channel. Let me give you an example. And this is what happens to me in terms of a psychic channel. If, uh, if the reading's going in a very psychic direction, I will immediately get cold chills and goosebumps. So I'm getting a proprioceptive experience of the coldness, but the fact that the, my skin is rising and the hair is sticking up, it's a movement. You see? Okay, and you, did you notice I said you see? So I'm also very visual. Yes, and here's what's interesting that you mentioned that your the quarant will also experience that. Exactly, they will say I just got chills, and sometimes you may or may not be getting the same chills. It's interesting. Well, where your client might get chills, you may be getting an image. So I'm not going to go so much into the reading skills part of this at this moment because that would be a whole nother show. Maybe we'll do that. But just in terms of picking up your own abilities, uh, and and sometimes folks say, well, I just know something. But, yes, that could be true. But what I would ask you to do first is, yeah, but how do you know it? What's going on with your senses? Do you know it because you saw something? Do you know it because suddenly your your heart started beating faster? Do you know it because you heard a very confirming voice in your head? It's very interesting. If you slow things down, not only do you notice what channels might be more dominant for you, but do you also see maybe the channels working together in a sequence? In my case, I might see a picture first internally and then get the goosebumps. So again, not only am I getting the composite channel of the proprioception and the kinesthesia, but I'm also getting a picture. But first I see the picture and then it's backed up and confirmed with the body sensation. Does anything like that happen to you, Gina? Oh, wow. You know, I have been all over the place in terms of um, those experiences, especially when I first started uh, came into awareness of having um, 
psychic ability, but then we all have it, right? Uh, but how to know the proper information, right, is something that is a psychic experience, you know, it's, it gets really, really tricky. Some, yes. For, for me, uh, I'll give you an example. There's no, I, I, w- I was driving my son home one day. We were coming from like grocery store or something and I'm driving along and all of a sudden, visually, I jumped in, in the car and go, oh my God, did you just see that plane crash? And my son looks at me and goes, what the heck are you talking about? But the whole experience for me, I jumped like I it, physically, it was like I, like I could yes. actually, you know, when you see something, it makes you jump and mm-hmm. I saw the whole thing. So first you saw it and second you jumped. No, no I, I jumped and then it's, well, I guess kind of at the same time simultaneously because I'm like seeing. That's the, what I'm talking about. Yeah, if you yeah, slow it down. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like it did you just see that? Yes. Well, here's, you, a, here's the thing. I, it, to me it was so real, I asked my son if he saw it. Exactly. Okay, so at the time, there's no, I'm getting a vision. I actually, my, you know, I guess in your brain, it's like, it, there's no differentiation. It's not differentiating that you're awake or just having a vision. At the time, it was like as if it were happening. So I'm rushing home. I was like, oh, my God, something happened. Turn on the TV. So we turn on the TV, and the news pops up, plane crash. And my son looks at me and said, Mom, how did you do that? <laughs> I didn't do it. I didn't make that plane crash. I didn't do that. Yeah. So it's um, you could also say, well, there's a you know, a, there has to be some sort of sequence, right? But well, at the there time, there usually is. But you kind of it's kind of like putting something into slow motion and really watching that sequence ever so carefully, so because the, that's going to tell you when one comes up that what the other one's about. But it, again, what comes? How do you know it's an actual? Hap, something happening or if you just wishful mm. thinking it not that you would wishful yeah. think something like that you know that's that's one aspect you know if you're doing reading for a person and something pops up how do you know it's for them how do you know it's not your stuff how do you, right. how you, do you know, know it's meaningful for the reading in that moment <laughs> right yes. how do you how do you know or what meaning does it have for you right and so or is it even about you maybe it has nothing to do with you and it's just meant to be for other people or you're just an observer right and so i think most of us get an idea that you know something you know we especially if it's been we've had an awareness for a long time um we get to know but here's the thing how do you get your tools such as tarot cards to line up in a reading with your faculties, right? With your perceptions. I think that might be <laughs> the topic of another Oracle suit very soon. Right, this is a right. And plus, it, it could go on and yeah, on and on. Could. So, you know, in terms of developing yourself, I, I kind of tell students all the time, I can teach you to read the cards. I don't necessarily can teach you to be a psychic, you know, where you, you're going to know you know and it, i i love people when i do readings especially at events people always try to figure out what's my trick like there's a trick to it oh i my swear goodness. i swear i have people that are intent on you know figuring me out fall you know make it, there's some kind of way they know they're going to figure out or they're going to test or trick me 
it's not for me. It's not just uh, what would you call it? Frivol. It's not um, uh, junk entertainment. Junk, <laughs> junk stuff that's coming yeah. up. Like you have red underwear on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> done that but it's like this is something that's important for your life right now and useful and so that's another thing you have to in your process be mindful of and develop into because otherwise the readings are you know that's that's differentiating what's what what if you want to be for entertainment purposes only so to speak and a lot of people don't like that versus being useful in the long run And and the last little thing I want to say about this, because I do hear this quite a bit from students, is if I am receiving information, how do I know where it's coming from, what's my stuff, what's my client's stuff, what's from the cards, and what's coming from a whole another source, and should I even listen to it? And that's a whole... And it's a whole other topic, I, but I, I, I just wanted it to is. mention it because I know people are concerned about that. I do have so, people, clients ask, yeah. they want, they're like, how do you, you know, is this something negative and should I be scared? Where is it coming from? You have that too. So yes. it's a, so it's right so now broad. I'm just encouraging people to develop an awareness, maybe keep a journal and just notice what your patterns are, notice what your strengths are. And just like what Gina was saying, when you see an event come up, you write it down and then you see it come to fruition then you'll know a little bit more about hmm this is what my gift is now where do i want to take it and i think that's the most we could kind of cover for now it's a huge topic and one last little tidbit this is really quick sometimes all things are firing off at once right so but you do like you said there's something dominant or it could be flip-flopping depending on the day as mine will do sometimes sometimes it's like oh my god i'm getting sensations but then the next day i'm just hearing stuff so and sometimes it's all at once depending on switching people or what i intentionally want to tap into as well another whole other topic hey so i'm sure that we've got a wealth of experience and interesting stories right here in our oracle soup uh universe so feel free to write us we'd love to hear from you either on our first facebook page which is oracle soup um podcast or you could talk to us and write us at our oraclesoup.org website or what else can they do gina they can just message us on Facebook or email us or go to our individual websites. We always post how to contact us when we upload the episodes. And so there's no shortage of how to, to find us. If you're listening to this, you um, we have a, a significant number of followers who know how to find us anyway and <laughs> listening to this. So you, you can just you can just look us up or Google yeah. us or all kinds of things. There's no shortage of ways of, of finding us and so we're always open to take questions and suggestions for topics that you want to talk about and wouldn't you know i just remembered silly me i actually have a whole webinar just on intuitive skill building it's at globalspiritualstudies.com so go to globalspiritualstudies.com look under tarot look for katrina and you'll find it perfect thank you so much for joining us in our little oracle soup nook here spending time with us at Oracle Soup. We invite your comments and topic suggestions on our Facebook page, also named Oracle Soup. 
Be sure to visit our website, oraclesoup.wordpress.com, for hot new servings of our saucy talks, as well as past podcasts stored in our Oracle Soup pantry. And visit our individual websites and learn more about our dynamic offerings. Katrina Wynn at tarotcounseling.org. Counseling is spelled C-O-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G. And .org is like Oregon. Gina Thies at tarotadvisor.com. Advisor spelled A-D-V-I-S-O-R. This podcast is intended only to provide a summary and general overview on matters of interest. It is not intended to be comprehensive, nor does it constitute legal advice or legal opinion. You should seek legal or other professional advice before acting or relying on any of the content. And thanks again for listening to Oracle Soup. Y'all come back now.